Hi everyone, welcome to The Way. This is Francis. And this is Jason, coming at you from the DMV. Hi everyone, this is Francis. Hey y'all, and this is Jason. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I mean, you always tell me I'm a goofball, so. Mm, okay, I guess it's better than your podcast. You don't like my podcast voice, Francis? <laughs> All right, I just want you to talk normal, please. Fine. Okay, great. All right. Welcome back, guys. Good yeah. to have you back. Yeah, we have a little treat for you guys today. I know you guys have waited for a while, for longer than a couple weeks. Yeah. So for this next episode, but we got a little surprise tonight. Okay, Francis, what's our surprise? Well, we have our two younger kids with us this time. Hey! What? So, we're going to introduce them to you guys. Um, we're do- This is kind of like our back to school Back to school, episode. yeah. So, we wanted to bring them along because they actually both start school tomorrow. So Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Good Lord. Yeah. So, um, I'll let you introduce them. Okay. Okay. First, we'll start with youngest to older. So we're going to go with uh, the youngest, who's our son, Caleb. Hi. How old are you, Caleb? I'm 11. Almost. 12. Yeah, going to be 12 very soon. Yes. So glad you could be with us. And he's he's pumped, let me tell you. <laughs> and our uh, middle daughter, who's with us tonight, you guys have met our oldest daughter already, uh, Melina. Go. Hi. <laughs> How old are you, Melina? I'm 16 years old, but I'm turning 17 soon. Hey. Yes. We both. They both are um, September babies. So. Both of them born in September. That's right. That's right. So, but yeah. So we we again we decided to just bring him along uh, in this back to school episode and kind of we've been talking about families. Yes. So what we wanted to do tonight is kind of um, get their perspective on uh, being in a Christian home, you know, being raised in a Christian family. Yeah. You know, and you know a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of books written and a lot of conversation around parenting, especially in the Christian circles. Um, but rarely do you ever get to really hear from kids. Yeah. Right. You never really get to hear the kid's perspective on what it's like to grow up in a Christian home with Christian values and Christian thought. And so, you know, we have some questions that we wanted to kind of throw at uh, the two kids and let them kind of share their hearts a little bit. And, um, you know, mom and dad will interject here and there. But this is really kind of their their show this time, just being able to share from their perspective. And then we'll kind of do a little bit of guided um, conversation yeah. as we go through it. But let's start with the scripture because this kind of sets the tone. Um, you know, the Bible is very clear um, that parenting is a is a significant responsibility, and that oh yeah, it is. And, and the probably the biggest responsibility is, is 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 it's our first ministry, right? Like, so my first ministry is to my wife, and then to my kids. Uh, Francis's first ministry is to her husband, and then to her children. But honestly. Our ministry together is to disciple our children before yes. we go look anything outside of our own home. That's right. And so, why don't you go go ahead and read that scripture, Francis? Sure. Um, we are on um, in Proverbs twenty-two, uh, verse six. 
Direct your children into the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. This scripture, you know, has been used anecdotally for years. Um, I've heard it in church. I've heard it outside the church. Um, and it is a ton of wisdom in basically one sentence. The idea of the fact that as a parent, your voice is the most important voice in your child's life and in, in directing them towards goodness. Yes. Right? And in our case, towards Jesus. Yes. Right? Well, it's kind of funny that what, right before you, we, I read the scripture, you mentioned that um, we talked about like basically kids, Christian kids. More so, they're not just Christian kids, but they're pastor's kids, mm. uh, which is kind of, there's a lot of stigma that comes along with that. Sure. Because usually pastor's kids are always, at least when growing but up, our, you know, even experience. in the church, they're, yeah. in our experience, most pastor's kids tend to be the most rebellious. Wild. Wild, you know, <laughs> in, in churches. It's kind of like when somebody goes to, when somebody says you know, they go to a private school and then they kind of end up going to the public school and suddenly they get, they get buck wild yeah, while they're out there. Yeah. So kind of like that. So um, we're going to find out if they are the, are, y'all wilding? are they wilding out there? <laughs> like, you know, is it true about what they say about pastor's, pastors kids? kids or, yeah. you know, maybe Christian kids. So I don't know. We'll, We'll dig deep later. Let's, let's dig deep. That's right. All right. That's so right. as you heard in Proverbs 22, verse 6, um, it really is the responsibility of the parents to guide their kids onto the right path. Yeah. And then so when, when those when those kids are really, really wild now, you kind of have to take a look. You know, I always say it's like, that's bad parenting. Yeah. Mom and dad honestly have to take a look at themselves sometimes. That's right. right? And that'll probably be another podcast that we Yeah, and that we'll I mean, not about. always the case because I think, you know. Definitely not always the like, case. Like, as you get older, I think, you know, children will make their own decisions and choices. But in general, like, you know, how do how we start? But I would say this. If you are raising your kids to love Christ and you're you're guiding your kids on the on a path, um, this 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 is a, not, not just a sentence. It's a promise that when they get older, they will not leave it. And then what that means is, is like, they're going to remember. And, and that is going to stick with them. And uh, I think that's a key element to what the scripture says. And so taking that cue from what we read in the scripture, let's get into some of our questions. And okay, let's th- do that. They start very simple. Um, Are you fir- guys ready? The first part of this. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first part of this is kind of you guys just telling us a little bit of your story as far as like, why have you chosen yourself? Okay. So... If you want to say, mom and you know, this is my mom and dad's house, and so we're Christians. However, you want to phrase this. Why have you chosen to follow Jesus, you yourself? And we'll start with Melina. Okay, I figured I was going first. Um, so I think I most recently chose to follow Jesus about maybe a year ago. I think that was the first time I made like a final decision where I was like. I think old enough to know the responsibility or like know the weight of it. Um, So I got baptized, I believe, around June 9th, 2019. And it was my first, it was, I was about to go to high school. And so I knew that I couldn't do it necessarily by myself, knowing how um, I was going through a tough time with like just life in general as a kid. And I figured, oh, this might be the easy way out to just have Jesus there to help me. And 
Tank, in like in the sense where yeah, he is there to help you, and it's good to ask for help. But I don't think at first I was doing it for the right reason, thinking about it. Um, and so until later on, in ninth grade, I was going through a way tougher time, just with, um, I guess it would be called mental health now, but really just a heart issue and emotional issues, and. I realized that, yeah, I'm. I can't just rely on Jesus whenever I want to. It's a lifestyle. It's a um, relationship because when you when you are with uh, when you're in a relationship with other people, you don't you can't just do whatever you want with them and then leave them alone. You have to be consistent. It's two ways, and so I found out that the hard way. And that's never great, but I found out, I figured it out eventually. And so um, I dug my own grave and the Lord pulled me out of it. And I'm definitely doing way better because of what happened. Um, we'd be here all night if I talked about all the situation, but it's, I follow Jesus because I need him. I follow Jesus because... I owe it to him to give him glory. I owe it to him because he saved my life. So, yeah. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That was deep. <laughs> wow. I was actually waiting for you to cry. Oh, yeah. it was getting there, but I was like, I'm not going to do that. Melinda <laughs> <laughs> is like not emotional I mean, at all. Dang, we just started. I know, right? <laughs> but, no, that, thank you awesome. for sharing. I know that was um, difficult and yet, it was like it was good for you yeah. to share and true in words um like you know why you wanted to follow him and it was also good to show like like you said like you know maybe initially i was doing it for the wrong reasons but then as he showed himself faithful constantly in your life and that that you you were like okay wow he is real yeah because i think with that this you don't really know what you're getting into until you get into it. And that's with, like, any, like, big decision, I think. And so I noticed, like, I was, t I had talks with, like, Daddy and Mommy about how, like, as soon as I got baptized, that's when I think everything kind of hit me. Like, temptations, insecurities, depression, anxiety, all of that hit me as soon as I started, like, I made the, de the decision to get baptized. And I was like... That makes sense because yeah. it's like before I didn't care about or I did. It just wasn't as like heavy on me yeah. about what I did, how I acted or, or any of this. And so I think, yeah, you don't know how serious it is. And then that's when you make the decision like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, before you proclaim that, that you, Jesus is your Lord and you're going to follow him for the rest of your life before that water baptism, the enemy's like, who cares, right? Because you had, haven't made yeah, that stance. Yeah. So the moment that you make that stance, that's when the enemy is like, oh, yeah? You want to follow Jesus? Well, I'm going to hit you with everything I've got. Are you and sure? If you still want to follow Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And here you are giving that testimony that you are still following Jesus. Yeah. So, ha, take that, enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom, mic drop. All right. I was good, you yeah, know. Thank you for sharing. And that was, you know, the cool thing about that is, is like when you hear your kids talk that way, um, in that in that type of vulnerable state, um, 
it hits you in a place that sometimes you're not ready for. You know what I mean? Like as a dad, hearing you talk that way, it's, it's, I mean, I know the story, I lived it with you, but like hearing you speak that way, sometimes it renders me speechless. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a beautiful story. So, um, we're going to shift gears and we're going to take that and we're going to have Caleb give an answer to, and here's the question. Why have you yourself, why have you chosen to follow Jesus? And listen, so guys, that your our listeners need to know. Caleb's twelve. He's a, at a completely different place in his life. Um, and so starting middle school. Yeah, you start middle school, and so there is no expectation on you, bud, to to have any other answer than just a real one. Okay, so you just be okay. as real as possible. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I got baptized the same time as Melina, and most of the time I felt that I had to do stuff because that's what either my parents or that's what Melina did. Like, a lot of the stuff I've chosen to do is because other people wanted me to do it or someone else was doing it, so I was like, oh, we're doing this now. (laughs) Okay. And so, it was not much recently, kind of like maybe a month ago, where I was sleeping and something hit me. I wasn't be able to sleep, and... It was more of like doubting myself of why I became a Christian and why I got baptized. And I probably, when I got baptized, I had a hard time struggling why I'm doing it. Because I had to write like why I'm doing it. I was going to go tell everyone who was there why I did it. And I had a hard time doing that because I wasn't sure why I'm doing this. Like I was like, "Mm, what should I say? And it was probably, it was only till recently until I probably figured it out because I was just doing it because I thought that would make my parents think of me as more proud of me, I guess, than what I've done before. Or like they would see me as like mature, I guess. I was like seven, so. <laughs> I don't think you were seven. You were nine, Jeez. but that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's a close thing. And so it was, it's hard now to think of that, like I was doing that because I have... I sometimes will like have trouble sleeping because I worry about what I've done in my, like in the past, like I've what I've sinned about. And so when I was worrying about that, I had to tell my dad. I was like, I got terrible sleep because of so and so. And basically, I didn't get baptized or became a Christian for the wrong for the for all the wrong reasons. Basically, or in my opinion, that's how I didn't follow start to follow Jesus because of like a right reason. I just did it because I thought that's what people wanted me to do. And so it's I'm still trying to find why I did this because I do want to continue doing this, like following Jesus. I do want to continue it, but I just don't know why. Like I'm still trying to find my truth in him kind of in a way, but yeah, I am still Still pondering on that question why I started to follow him. Okay. And you know what? Honestly, at your age, buddy, it's okay. I mean, we get it. What I would say, though, is, um, you know, our quote-unquote truth, our truth, because that's a phrase that you hear so much in our society right now, that phrase is a dangerous phrase, Right? So you're not looking for your truth. You're looking for the truth. And and I need you to re- realize that. And if you're listening, you know, we're having a real conversation right now. Okay? What we're looking for is real truth, not our truth. Because our truth... Our truth is could be... 
shaded with our own perspective. So our truth is only like what we see or touch or feel, right. but it may not be the truth, right? So like you could have a perspective on, on things and then other people might have a perspective on things. And what makes you tr right? What makes them right, right? That, that's always gonna be the argument because you see things one way where the other person may see things a different way. So the goal to me is to find the truth. Right. And that's what we're hoping that you guys are seeing in Christ is the truth because he is the truth. Um, so we definitely appreciate you like being honest. And, you know, even in that conversation when we got when he got baptized is we wanted to make sure that he was he was aware of the, I guess, the weight of what was happening. Right. Um, so it stinks that you felt like you had to do it because to please us. Because first off, that's never what we, we want you to do, right. is to just do things to please us. Although, when I ask you to do something, yeah, I want you to do it. Um, <laughs> so, besides, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, as a mom, like, if I'm asking you to clean your room, you need to freaking clean the room, you know, that kind of thing. But in, in terms of following Jesus, we definitely want you to have a real relationship with Jesus. We don't want you just to do it, just to do it, because... That's really, I think, the danger of um, growing, growing up in a Christian growing home. Growing up in yeah. a Christian home is that most kids in growing up in Christian homes are just doing it because our parents are Christians. And we definitely don't want any of y'all to be like fake Christians that are just living it through us. Because let me tell you, at the end of your life, you're not going with you to be with Jesus on our coattails. That's right. Because we have our own relation with Jesus. You're going to have to like figure that out with him. I guess the second part of what you said, Bud, is what I wanted to... Because you, I wanted to follow up with a question. Because you said that you, you want to continue this. Okay? So... My question to you is, is why do you want to continue this? That's a good question. Great. <laughs> no, I want you to, I mean, be honest. Why do you want to continue this? Because I know this is like, where is right? Right. I'm right. Right. And I know that like, I've, I know it's hard because I've seen um, how hard it is with the other members of our church or with you guys. And I know I'm kind of willing to take that risk because I've seen it. So, like, and I know you guys want me to do it, but it's not just that reason because you want me to. Okay. I want to do this because this is where I think is right. Okay. Okay. So, I would say, like, and, and so listen, listen to those words that you just said. And I want you to remember that you just said what you just said because that's really your why. If you believe that this is the right, true way... That following Jesus is the way, right? Because Jesus said this. These are his words. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If he's the way, and if you believe that to be the right way, like if you believe that's the right path, then that's your why. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, I think most times people try to come up with like the why, right? And they want it to be this huge, like, epiphany. What's the word? Epiphany. <laughs> epiphany. 
Whatever. The yeah, that, that one. <laughs> okay. And there are times when, no, Jesus just comes and goes, here I am. Here I am, and I'm the truth. I'm the way, and I'm the life. And then people are just faced with that decision, yeah. whether you believe it or you don't. And, you know, I remember coming to know Christ and even getting water baptized as well back back many years ago. And I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was a complete mess, seriously. I wasn't reading my Bible. I was just going to church. I was just doing things because this is what we're supposed to do. Um, and I don't know if I really followed Christ with all my heart until years later. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And But I also knew, like you said, I know this is the right way. So going back the other way was not something I wanted to go to. But I didn't know what what following Jesus meant. So let me say let me let me let me school you guys on something about baptism really quick because I think you both are thinking back to that moment as like this 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 like change moment right like this expectation of that being the start of your Christian journey and that's a cool thing to I mean that's a really good way to look at it okay but here's what baptism really is baptism is your proclamation to the world that you're identifying with Jesus his death and resurrection and that you're proclaiming that you want to follow Jesus doesn't mean you have it all figured out. Doesn't mean that you're, you know, automatically you're not have doubts yeah, or, or fears. Or that you're automatically super Christian. Yeah. Right? No one So is Caleb, super I want I want you to look at it this way, bro. Like you started your journey at, at your baptism. Just like your mom said, you don't have it all figured out. And you're not going to. At twelve years old, you're not going to, right? But check this out. Here's our here's our next question. And I'm gonna start with you for this next question, Caleb. As a kid, what's been the hardest truth for you to embrace as a child or a kid who wants to follow Jesus? So from your perspective as a kid, what's been the hardest truth for you to embrace? Describe truth. So like what's been the hardest thing that we've taught you from the Bible or that you've heard from the Bible that you've tried to like really like understand, understand, apply to your life? What's been the hardest thing for you? Think that maybe. Uh, Be honest, bro. It's cool. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think it's probably like knowing that there are people who don't follow us, and we have to teach them whether we like them or not, because this is what our our Lord has told us and wants us to do. And it's hard because there are people who won't accept it. Like there are people who won't want to listen to you. And that's hard to, like, hear, like, no, they don't want to listen to what you have to say. And it's hard to think that, like, these people are going to go end up somewhere they probably don't think they are going to end up. Yeah. But. That's that's tough. It's, and also, like, I've also, like, a hardest thing to do is, like, not to doubt your belief, kind of. Because I've had those doubts when, like, when I'm just by myself, I'll just think of, like, what if. I've just been wrong and what if we've just judged people who haven't who were like not even like following them and we were just wrong I've had those like type of doubts where we were wrong all this time and he's not real Mm -hmm. right here's what I'll say because you use the word judge right the scripture calls us to not judge and it's in the sense of 
not judging others in, that don't follow him. We are to call, called to judge one another who claims to follow him. So because like Jesus is the Lord and he is the judge and they, he is the one that's going to be judging people, not us. So I want you to like try not to like use that term in a sense of judging others, but because people that don't know Christ or proclaim to follow Jesus, they're already judged by Jesus. We don't have to do squat about that. We just have to pray for them. And we just have to and, tell them about Jesus yeah, and love them. And proclaim the truth. And proclaim the truth. Yeah. Because we don't get a say about their life, right? Uh, but when within the church, in our body of believers, when you say you profess to follow Jesus, I get to call you out when you're sinning because you say you're following Jesus. That's not judging. It's saying, hey, you're doing this, and that's not very loving, and that's not very Christ-like. So I can hold you accountable to that. That's not judging. That is like literally asking each other to hold each other accountable because that is what Scripture tells us as well. So it's two different things, okay? So I want you to remember that. Yeah, that's good. But that's that's great honesty, and those yeah. two things that you mentioned are very hard. Doubt, is. Doubt is a big one, right? And then the other one is just as hard as embracing the idea that I'm the one that has to be the voice. Yeah, I mean, it's I tough. think the hardest part is like, I I mean, who here has doubts? <laughs> I know I yeah, do. Yeah, everybody struggles with doubt. And the hard part is, what I try to remember when I do have those doubts is like, okay, what if I'm wrong? In my following Jesus, is there something that I'm doing that is hurting anyone? Me following Jesus, me saying Jesus is Lord, me loving them, me being telling them about Christ, is there something that I'm doing that is actually harmful to anyone else? So even if I'm wrong, what does it matter to anybody else? If what I believe is like somehow wrong, which I don't think that's wrong. We all know that, Francis. We all know <laughs> that you don't believe you're wrong. Well, I'm saying Jesus is not wrong. So Jesus is the truth. So it, to me, it's like, you're not harming anyone by actually following Jesus, are you? I don't think so. Right. So, how, even if there is that, what if I'm wrong? Like, it doesn't harm you at all to follow him. If anything, it's like, it kind of reassures you that's like, oh, if I'm, what if you're right though? What if you're right? What if following Jesus is the right thing, right? So that means, what, is, what does it give you? It gives you eternal life with him. It gives you joy. It gives you peace. It gives you goodness. It gives you uh, guidance, you know. It gives you direction in life. I mean, you, ha you have a church family that loves you. And those are all wonderful things, but ultimately the, the greatest thing that you get by the gospel being true is you get... Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. More importantly, you get Jesus. That's the greatest gift. And also, like, I also would love it hit. I know it's true, but I also have those doubts. But the best part would be to see your guys' work paid off. Like, all your work you guys done for this church, like, good, like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a good and faithful servant that says yes, it's scripture. like relief that like their work is true and it's right. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, well, thank dude, you. thank you for saying that. Yeah. Gold star. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, 
that means a lot to hear you say that. No, it does. It's just, you know, we don't do it for that. We do it because we do love Jesus. And he has commanded us to make disciples. And just so you you who are listening, we didn't pay him to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we appreciate that. Yeah, that was good, man. How about you, Melina? Hardest truth for you to embrace as a kid who grows up in a in a Christian family or a kid who wants to follow Jesus? Um, so I think this is one that I constantly like struggle with. It's something obviously that I'm working on. Um, it's like the control thing. Yeah. I like being like in control of everything. Where the heck did you get that I don't from? No, I wonder where. I have no idea either. Hey, <laughs> I think it's like the whole like knowing that my life isn't my own type thing and that everything that I do should be pointed to Jesus. And that's like, you don't always want to do that. You always, you want to be like, oh, I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. whole like thing that's now is like, I'm the main character of the story. This is my story. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. And I think that plays in, in with control. And so trusting that the Lord is the one who's um, like, reign supreme over everything is hard to like grasp i think it would be for anyone it doesn't yeah. matter if it's a kid or an adult no, or whatever yeah. it's hard to know like to really it's like the doubt or the trust thing so it's hard to trust that there is a god who knows everything who's taking care of you who who loves you and all that stuff and you can't see it and so when people are like oh just trust in the lord you're like Okay, but what does that mean? What does he's, that look like? Yeah, he's not here, so yeah. like I can't just like physically be like, "Hey, can you help me out with this type thing." And so, I think it's gotten better, like me trusting him, like exponentially better than like two years ago. But it is something that I probably will struggle with for a while. How do you think you? How did you think it got better, or like how did your trust build? I think. <laughs> Terribly, it was going through yeah. terrible times. I think people try, like we've talked about this, like try to avoid negative situations, like positive vibes. Like it's like, no, because you don't learn from great positive times. Vibes. You don't learn from great, like, yes, it's good to be, It's it feels good to be happy and it feels good to have like parties and have good times and everything like you achieve, be good or whatever. But you're not... There's nothing to gauge from, like, there's nothing to learn from, I think. It's, like, the only word that's coming to mind is, like, when I make mistakes, yes, I'm like, oh, crap, I made a mistake. But I know I won't make that mistake again because I don't want the consequences. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want, like, to feel dirty in -hmm. front of the Lord. I feel like whenever, um, as soon as I got baptized, every time I, like, like sinned I was like oh crap like this feels terrible <laughs> so it's like I think going through tough times and then learning to go to Jesus first was the only way like literally the only way for me to build that trust yeah. because I don't, honestly can't think of a different way <laughs> for me to build that trust with him I guess some people will like oh I trust that the Lord will provide whenever I need help or like if he if it's in his will, he will provide. And but I how does he provide that help if you always are okay? Yeah, if you're always okay, then yeah, you don't. Apparently, you don't need help. And 
that's unfortunately what people think. It's like, oh, he's going to help me all the time, no matter what. Or, and this is what I think your brother's situation is, when when you are in a season of your life where you're, where there really isn't a lot of hard things that you're going through, doubts creep in. Yeah. Right? Like, one of the things that has has absolutely cemented Francis and I's faith in our life is That's the fact... mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad. Like, <laughs> what God has done in our life throughout the years in very rough, difficult seasons, financially, in our marriage, emotionally, whatever... Our faith has been built through those seasons. And so in times of prosperity, right, in times of good times, which honestly, the two of you have really only known that pretty much in your life. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me. It it stings a little bit as a dad to hear both of you struggling sort of with this kind of like, not like Caleb mentioned, doubt. I don't even know if I would classify it as doubt as much as I would be like, you know, you just haven't really seen God's hand move in your life yet because you like in a way that it, a way that it builds it. Right. And yeah. so, so like you going through some stuff as sucky as that is for a dad, I'm glad that you can sit here and say that going through stuff built your faith. Right. But let me add to that. And I want to ask your thoughts on this mm-hmm. and both of you can chime in here. All right. Has, Inserting God's word into your life help grow your faith. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually wrote down a verse today. I wrote it down a while ago, but I knew starting the school year that I was like, oh, I'm going to need this verse. Um, it's Romans 8, 18, and it's like the pain you feel now can't compare to the joy that is yeah. to come. And I wish I could have had that verse like a long time ago, but... Reading that verse, I was like, this is going to get me through it. I mean, you could have had it. I mean, I could have, but I mean. <laughs> the Bible's been around a while. I know, I know, but I just did it, okay? Jeez. <laughs> but that verse, like, it's a shorter version of, like, the verse that I have on my phone. I have this one, um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do you want me to read it? Please. It's a long one. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that one is probably, those two have probably been the most prominent verses in my life because they speak, like, directly into what my issues are in life. It's because, like, (laughs) I get, if people know me, they know I get very anxious and stressed out, like, like instantly. Like, yesterday, I was, like, on the verge of a breakdown because of school. And school hasn't even it started It hasn't even yet. started. So People. can you imagine actually going into school? Yeah. Um, she yeah. was just trying to get her printer ready for school. Yeah. It's a mess. But um, learning that I think prayer is probably the most, like, yeah. freeing thing in my relationship with Jesus. Um, praying. I pray every single night, and I pray about literally everything that comes to mind. Like throughout the day I give thanks sometimes I complain but then afterwards I'm like oh crap sorry Jesus I don't I don't mean that (laughs) but those verses definitely do a number on me because they remind me of that my pain is only temporary 
Yeah. Pretty sure you might need your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, my pain is only temporary in that there is joy, not happiness, joy. Yeah. Yes. Good. How about you, Caleb? The Word of God, how does that help you? Um, thinking about that question just now, I kind of realized that, like, I may, I read, we read verses in school a lot, well, pretty much all the time, and we've, and I've heard of many verses, and sometimes I don't, at the moment I don't realize it, but later, like, maybe even later that day, it helps me, like, even the stories of, like, Jesus and his disciples, like, they're not just verses, they're stories, and they help people a lot including me in a way where like okay if he can handle all this like i'm pretty sure i can do a math homework good no that's exactly right but good. I, don't, I don't realize it at the moment but i'm like i'll be stressing over this stupid question but then later i'll be like oh, i could have just figured that way easier in a simpler way and i think that the bible and not just the bible like my devotional when i do it like <laughs> when I do it, I re- I remember like today it was like about cooperating and like just letting oh. things go, and just cooperating with people. You know, sometimes I may not like what they're doing or even just not like them. I still have to respect them and I still have to cooperate them. And wow, so, that's a great devotional going into the school year. Yeah, it's very, awfully convenient. <laughs> High five, Holy Spirit. That's yeah. right. Jesus knows. All right. Aww. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. All right, here's a question. I'll start with Melina on this one. In what ways do you see the character of Jesus in our family? Uh, the word that always, always comes to my mind is passionate. Um, I think people tend to think like Christians are kind of Oh, nickety night. Either it's nickety nice and like goody two shoes and kind of quiet and submissive, especially as women um, Christians. Women Christians, wow. Um, but whatever. Um, or they come across as like mean and like terrifying and all judgy. Judgy. And I think passion is very different from that. I feel like because the Lord, He was very passionate about what He believed. He turned tables in the temple, He spoke and like went out to speak to people and made sure that they knew and he was confident and that's what i see in our family Mm -hmm. is that you can try to challenge us you can try to be like to tear them down or like to doubt us but we know what we believe in and we're not going to just change because like we're persecuted for it or we're like made fun of or we're not liked and so yeah okay passion I'll take that. I like that one. How about you, Caleb? What in Jesus' character do you see in our family? I see passion, and then I also see very loving towards people, even if it doesn't, if it's even shown in, like, different ways. Like, Mommy yelling at us when we sin. Like, she wants us to do better. Like, she doesn't (laughs) want us to sin. She's not yelling at us because she's so angry, and she wants us to feel so, like, make us feel like we're terrible people because we, like, broke something she wants us to realize that what we did was sinning and that's bad like because that's the opposite of what god wants they so just loving. they love yeah. very very hard yeah that's like the phrase I like. and there's like a lot of people who 
love in a way to towards other people who push people away from the church because they're very judgy or they don't approve of what they've hap- what's happened to their lives before they're trying to come to the church. Yeah. That's why Christians have probably have a bad reputation because people they push people away a lot. They're pushers, huh? I mean, push, push, push people. people. Maybe, maybe you should have your own podcast too. Wow. <laughs>
uh, trying to so trying to stress stressed. out over school. That's all. I'm like, I like good grades. I want you to get good grades, but geez, yeah. I don't want you to have like a heart attack or you know well, just panic it's, attack from it's it. It's just, it's a very. It's, as soon as I see work, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> it's kind of, is it kind of like notifications on your phone? You see them. You uh, go, I don't get enough notifications to right. be stressed about it. So. <laughs> all right, I, these are great. And these are definitely things that we need to work on, all joking aside. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add to that? I have it's kind of like a smaller one. Go ahead. I think it's our hypocrisy in some situations where we'll tell someone not to do something. Like we'll get mad over someone because they did something. But we go and maybe like not even like at the same moment. Like we'll do the exact same thing. Like what? Can you give me an example? I think that like when we stress, like mommy and you guys, you guys will tell us not to stress. But like sometimes mommy will be stressing over her job. Wow. I'm not stressing over my job. <laughs> Has your pop? <laughs> the fidget toy? I don't stress over my job. I love my job. I just wish people would do what they're supposed to do. And you stress over that. Why are you lying, Francis? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I get really passionate about my job. That you stress. Yeah, and we get very passionate yeah. about school. <laughs> so listen, that was a very, very good observation. Uh, fine. And let me tell you, Every so, but it, but listen, I want both of you to hear this because these are absolutely things we need to work on, right? What I would say though is, is that every human being, oh, yeah. and Christians especially, because we're sinners, by the very nature of our walk, we're going to be hypocrites. Yeah. Right. Mm. We're going to mess up, and we're going to do things the wrong way, and we're going to say one thing and do another. That's just the nature of it, right? Because we're sinners. But at the end of the day, and I hope you know this, right? At the end of the day, your mom and I, we love Jesus and we really want to iron those things out in our lives. We don't, we're not, we're not the type of people who want to stay where we are, right? We want to continue to grow and and to be the man and woman of God that God's called us to be. And our hope is, is that that example is, you guys see that example, okay? Excellent observations, both of you, all right? Couple more. You guys got. You got somewhere to go. You got you got it. Uh, you got it in you to answer a few more questions. Oh yeah. I like All right, this. cool. Because you're doing great. Oh, thank you. Doing great, sweetie. So, Caleb. What? What do you think about church? Are you talking about traditional church? I want to hear his answer without any other explanation. What do you think about church? Our church and another church. You can do whatever you want, bro. Okay. Just answer however you feel like it. Okay. Might be long. But um <laughs> I think our church is more like fun than regular church because like our church we actually get to see each other and just not on Sundays. And we get to like I feel like Sunday church, like we have to go in in the morning. <laughs> it's too early. And it's like why are we doing this? Like, we don't even get to... We only see the... The difference is that we get to see each other. We get actually to connect. I said that wrong. We Ooh. get to connect instead of... Okay. And I think, like, the regular church, it's so boring. Like, <laughs> All right. So let's... let's I like your idea, what you your said thoughts about, here, like, yeah. um, we don't just see each other on Sundays. Yeah. Or whatever day it is that you kind of hang out, right? I think what I love about, like you said, our church, and I agree with you, is that we kind of, we get to enjoy each other 
on other days too. Yeah, let's be careful with the terminology that we use when we talk oh, about quote unquote <laughs> regular church. I think I know what you mean, sorry. right? And I think most people know what you mean. But let me let me say this: I would say that you haven't had a real like experience in a regular church because most of the, what you knew has been this. I mean, you ex- had a little bit of it when we first moved back to Maryland that I think you remember, but like you've not had much of an experience in regular church for you to kind of make that leap. So just be careful with that. And I know what you mean. And I know that you've had some experience, like you've, we visited and you've gone to some church services and things like that. But I appreciate the fact that you like the fact that we're together as a church, that our church gathers, right? Anything else you want to add? And also, like, <laughs> sorry. it is also, like, the story of, like, oh, sorry. The stories of, like, you guys said about these people who, like, treated you guys really terribly in the church. Like, not, it's probably, like, they're not always nice to other people because they are judging people. And your guys, and that's what I've heard, like your stories of how people treated you terribly when you guys were like the pastors or anything. Like the people when you're youth group, like people, the parents didn't always like treat you right, and that's like kind of like the turnoff. Like I don't want to go to those churches be mainly because of those people. Like they don't want to connect with you because they just judge you. But right when you when they see you, wow. That I didn't expect to hear come out of your mouth. Okay. Um, so let me say this. I thank you for the fact that you cared about your mom and I that deeply, especially in the fact that you've heard our stories. Um, never in my wildest imagination did I want to color your view of the body of Christ in a way that says... You wouldn't want to be with people in church, right? Our stories are difficult, Caleb. Like, we've experienced a lot of really hard things. Um, and people have treated us, in, a lot, in, some, in some instances, they've treated us in ways that we didn't feel like we deserved to be treated, right? And, and should, no one should be treated that way. Um, but we love Jesus' people, man. We and love the church. That, I mean, yes, there were hard, hard relationships in those churches and really hard moments, but it was the church body that oh, truly loved us, <laughs> that helped and prayed for our marriage. It was the church body that was there for us when your dad was away in Afghanistan, and it was just me and your sisters, uh, sisters, um, and it was the church body that in those regular churches, like like you call it. That, that was our family. That was our family. <laughs> we have been away from here in Maryland and this church where we're our part of now. We have we have been away with the regular church for many of our years following Jesus. And if it wasn't for many of those uh, faithful church people, those believers, unbelievable those people, people <laughs> we wouldn't make it here. Yeah, because it was through their friendships, their love their prayers, through their help that truly, like, got us to where we are now. You know, obviously through Christ, them, through Christ, Christ yeah, like, through them. using them, through them. Um, so, yeah, it sucks because we we know that you have heard our story. You know you have, you've heard our pain. But we just want you, you guys all to know, not just Caleb, but for everybody, anybody out there that has been hurt by the church, 
Yeah, there is hurt in the church. That is very real. And we definitely don't minimize the things that you guys have gone through with church people as well as what we've gone through. But man, like the church is, that's his bride. That's the bride that's of Christ, That's the bride man. of Christ. And they, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for people in the church yes. loving us. Taking care of you kids when we need somebody to take care of you guys when we're doing our job as youth pastors. You know, there's many people that watch you you guys and allowed us to be able to fulfill the calling that God has called in our lives during those seasons of our life. So, yeah, they were very, very difficult. There's a lot of hurt in the church. Church hurt is real, folks. Church hurt is real. But I would never want anyone yeah. to ever, to not ever go to church simply because of people. Because you know what? People are people. You're going to get hurt in church. You're going to get hurt in a country club. You're going to get hurt at a mall by people because people are jerks. Well, how about this? <laughs> we are just all humans, like, just, you know, sinful people. Well, and how about this? And Caleb, you need to hear this, bro. Like, I'm sure we've hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> He I'm sure that I'm sure that people could sit in a podcast and probably talk about Francis and Jason and the things that we did to hurt them, right? I know we have. Um, I could probably you know like recall several yeah. in my fingers here. So like I I just I hear you and I'm I'm so grateful to hear you say what you say. Um, I'm grateful for on a number of levels on as your dad you know just the loyalty that I hear in that. You know, we definitely raised some loyal children, yeah, I have to say. No kidding. <laughs> um, so I hear you, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful that you've paid attention to the lessons from that, right? That you don't want to be a part of that, right? I'm grateful for that. At the same time, my heart is broken because I never wanted to give the impression that it's either or. The church is the church. Like how we do business is different than a regular church, but the body of Christ is the body of Christ. Why do you think Francis is still connected to a spiritual mom all the way in Connecticut at our first regular church? We love her. We we cherish the role that Shirley played in your mom's life and my Shout life. Right? Shout out to Shirley Ellis. Right? <laughs> it, like, I don't ever want you guys to feel like... Um, there's an, like we have the corner on the marketer. There's an exclusive way that we're doing this that separates us from the body. It doesn't. Because it happens. And, and listen, I apologize if if we gave you guys and to you specifically, Caleb, if we gave you that impression that wasn't our intention. And I want everybody to hear that. Like that was, I did not expect to hear you say that. So like that actually caught me off guard. Man, this pocket's getting real. Yeah. <laughs> so, good answer, man. I made both of our parents cry. <laughs> <laughs> Melina, what do you think about church? Oh, uh, okay. So I kind of recall, because I was mostly in, not mostly, I went to regular church when I was younger, so I, I remember a little bit more, I think, than Kayla. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I've had good experiences with both, um, with both regular church, regular quote-unquote, and then the way our church is set up now. Um, I think the difference for me now is that I wasn't necessarily a Christian before because obviously, like, 
I was still younger and I didn't know or whatever. Sure. Or I didn't really understand everything. And so I made good friendships in the church. It's, I... I was involved in like the like the kids stuff that they had for church, and I did actually really like how they would have all the kids in one room, and how we can watch like different uh, like videos about Jesus and the different stories. I learned a lot of stories about the Bible during um, regular quote unquote church. Um, what I like about church in general, how it's spoken in the Bible, is that it's a family. It's <laughs> family, um, like. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what I kind of like more about how our church is set up is that I do have older brothers now. I've never had older brothers, Mm. obviously. And so getting that, it's even though it's a different, um, like people are probably weirded out by that, I introduce them as my brothers. Don and Dave, you guys have met them, hey. Um, Shout out to Don and Dave. (laughs) Yeah, and... It's the re- I don't see them. I can't see like put a different label on that relationship because they are my brothers, and right. the only reason that is is because of the church. Because I don't think if they were part of the church, I'd pro- they'd probably just be like, "Oh, hi," like just friends. But no, we've created this bond under Jesus, under just family, under living together, and like just living life together, and that's very different than seeing each other on Sunday, like Caleb yeah. said, and saying hi, and like just, oh, did you hear about this? Did you watch the game last week? Oh, okay, bye. It's it's very, um, as sometimes it can be shallow, depending on the person, obviously, and your relationship. Um, and that's why church, how it's described in the Bible, is so appealing to me, is that it's deeper. It's an, I value relationships, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for me to get into any type of relationship friend like if we're cousins or whatever it's like having intimate relationships and so that's appealing to me is that the lord even though he spoke to tons of people like thousands millions of people it seemed like he still had a core like 12 to where he had intimate deep relationships where he shared the gospel with them and shared his story what who his lord is and all that stuff because that's his body. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it, a lot of what you're saying is the reason, was the impetus or the reasons why we got involved in doing ministry the way that we're doing ministry now. For those of you who are listening that are not familiar with the way that we do ministry, you know, we took the church model and kind of decided that we weren't going to use a, a typical church atmosphere. So, we do a home church. And honestly, it is is based more on a discipleship model than it is a, a like a church service model where there our gatherings really are much more informal, centered around a meal and a and a and a, a talk based on scripture where we go through the Bible expositionally, verse by verse, um, and really it's centered around relationships and discipleship, yeah. and it creates a family atmosphere and it really. Um, it changes the game as far as the commitment of the people involved, and it really challenges us to to walk with Jesus at a deeper level. Yeah, you kind of really have um, a relationship with the people that you go to church with. Yes, you know where you you know them, 
you don't just know about them you know them you yeah. know their struggles you know their their wins when when they have victories in in different situations or when they're struggling with something you know them that you could pray together you could yeah. break bread with each other um, you know for us it's always been this way I think in our hearts it's just we never was flushed out like in like regular church per se our home has always been 24 7 open yeah. uh, to, to the people that we we have relationship with relationships with so it was just time that I think God's timing God's timing a little bit of learning a little, little bit, bit of growing yeah, lots growing. of character building yeah and then when it was time to do what he's called us to do we here did we it yeah. here, we, here we are so awesome answers guys one last question Oh, All right. one last question. And we'll start with Caleb. All right. If you knew one of your friends was listening to this podcast, what would you want to tell them about your faith? Cricket. <laughs> Can you go first? I can go first. Yeah, you're going to go first. Um, Okay, so there's probably a few things. The one that immediately came to mind is that it's worth it. Um, People usually think like, oh, I'm going to try it out and see what happens type thing. And some people don't necessarily quote unquote get fulfilled by it. Um, But if you, I don't want to say do it right, but if you put in the effort that you want God to put in the effort, it will be extremely worth it. Um, the other part would be that... Can I just say one thing to what you just said? Yeah. What I would say is is that Jesus has already put in the effort. Right? Yeah. Right? His death and resurrection are enough. Yeah. Right? The effort that you're referring to is responding to that appropriately. Right, like living your life in 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 light of the fact that what Jesus did was enough. Mm-hmm. Right, our part in the, in this partnership with God is we need to respond to what He's done appropriately. Yeah. Right, and that's really what this is about. So I, I just wanted to make that yeah. clear. Go ahead. The other part I was gonna say is like for me personally, it's probably the best decision I've made in my life so far. Like I'm only like sixteen, so I but think, like I think it'll definitely I think it I think it'll definitely the be the best one out of my whole life, but you know. Yeah. Um but <laughs> cause I don't know where I would be. Crap, 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 crap. Um Yeah, I'll just leave it at that, like Dang it. <laughs> um, I was in a bad time when getting to to the lowest point to get to Jesus. It was following Jesus has made me realize that I never ever want to be like my old self again ever um. here's what second corinthians 5 says melina 
the Bible says this, if anyone, any man, if any woman is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and new things are come, right? What you just described in your own way is literally what that verse says. That when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Who wants to go back to that old self? Not me. Not me. Right? Right? Good. Thank you, Melina. How about you, Caleb? If one of your friends was listening to this podcast and you knew they were listening, what would you want them to know about your faith? Um, what? Oh, sorry. I would like them to know it's like, I think that like, no matter what other people think, like especially if you have friends or people you know that are not Christian, that don't let them think you're crazy or like, you're like, it's stupid that you're following this because I've seen a lot of people leave our church and that sucks. Like, I don't want to see, especially people who have lived with us, have left. And that sucks because, like, you've de- you develop a, a relationship with them. And it's just like, don't leave because people don't are not pleased with your decision. If you, it's like, you have to stick it out no matter what people say. Like, you have to, like, it only matters what Jesus thinks of you or what God thinks of yeah. you. And it's like, don't leave because you're afraid of what they say. And I think everyone struggles with that, really. Yeah. Like, Good. It's hard to, like, ca- not care what people say. No matter if you, like, say or tell yourself that you don't care, You, uh, everyone cares what someone says. Because there is always going to be that one person who disapproves and is just going to tear you down. And you can't listen to them. Good, man. Good job. Good. Well. Wow, Mom. Yeah. This was good, huh? It was. I thought it was going to be crazy wild, and it was crazy wild. I mean, thank you, children, for being so honest. I know where you get that from. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, no, these are really good things that we talk about and things that you put, you guys pointed out. It's good for us to hear and for our listeners to get to really hear. I mean, what I love about our children are they're pretty stinking honest. Yeah, you're going to get the real. You're going to get the real. Um, we do real in this household. So if it was, if it was squeakity clean, there's something wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So thank you guys for being honest and just sharing from the heart and even just sharing from the hurt even of the things that we, that's happened in the past, you yeah. know. Um, we really appreciate the vulnerability and the realness. So, Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I know this might, this, this might actually be squirm-worthy in some parts of it. <laughs> but what I would tell you is, is that we're not squirming. Yeah, no, we love these kinds of real dialogue, honest dialogue with our children. Um, it gives us a place to to really have more conversations right. and more opportunities for us to keep pointing them back to Jesus and his word. And we want you to be privy to this because we want you to see that Christianity is not a fake religion. No. It's not a, it's not a dead religion. It's, a, it's a, a faith that's alive because Jesus is alive. 
And we live that every day with our kids and with ourselves. And uh, we want just you to we want to share that with you so that you can experience just a taste of that, and that this would be something that leads you to Christ. Yeah. So, listener, thank you so much for your time, and God bless you. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs>